Welcome to Relationship Real Talk, Live the Lives podcast. For over 20 years, we've been dedicated to strengthening marriages and families through relationship education. Our core goals are to reduce the Florida divorce rate by 50% by 2029, to increase the marriage rate, and reduce teen pregnancy and out-of-wedlock births. For more information about us, you can visit us at livethelife.org. All right. Well, welcome back to Relationship Real Talk. I'm Ashley. And I'm Cameron. And if you haven't noticed, we are your new hosts of Relationship Real Talk. We've been married for, what, like 18 months? So we're obviously experts at this marriage thing. For sure. For sure. For sure. (laughs) And all relationships, uh, including. Um, So this month is February, and we are focusing very heavily on the 1 Corinthians verse of love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast. And so today we're going to be talking about... What is love? So Cameron, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So today's podcast, like you said, is going to be a lot about what is love. Um, We're going to be discussing what is love to me? What is love to you? Mm -hmm. Why are love languages important? Because everyone has different ways of feeling loved. Um, If you don't know about the five love languages, uh, it is words, affirmation, quality time, acts of service, receiving gifts, and physical touch. Um, and everybody ranks differently. Like ever, yeah. someone may be like, man, I, I really love it when people do things for me. Yeah. And someone could be like, man, I really could care less for it. Yeah. So we're going to be discussing a little bit of those. Too. Yeah. That's awesome. So we actually just took the test uh, again because when we first started dating, we had very different love languages. Yeah. And I remember my tops were like words of affirmation and physical touch. And... That's something also that's important to know. Like you can, <laughs> you can grow as a human being and your needs will change. For and sure. so you don't want to just kind of take like, oh, when I was 15, which these are from our real essentials, which teenagers go through and take the test to assess what they need. So when I'm 15, I really wanted to, you know, get gifts and physical touch. So that's what I'm locked into for the rest of my life. No, we're we're always growing and we're always changing. So it's important to like assess your needs. Maybe even that would be something good to do like at the beginning of every year, like just reassess what your needs are so that you can learn to love your spouse well. Yeah, completely agree. Um, It's just the season of life you're in. Right. It changes. Like Mm -hmm. you said, you can be 15 and be like, man, I really like it when someone calls me pretty. Right. But now you're married and a homeowner with a mortgage and you're like, man, I love it when so-and-so does the dishes. Right. Like that is yeah. like, man, <laughs> tur- turn me on. Me. <laughs> like I- I'm here for it. So yeah, yeah that hundred percent like change, like take it once every year, once every couple years just to see yeah. what changes. So you can also be the most informed person for your spouse because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And you, like one thing is just you can't read each other's minds. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Ashley wants unless she voices that and vice versa. Yeah. So it's having that conversation and communication of, hey, this is what I want. This is what you want. Let's talk about what we can do to love each other the best way. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, you know, everybody, you don't use your toothbrush for like 40 years. You yeah. You exchange your toothbrush, you change your oil. Like there's so many things in life that we know we're supposed to change out. And yet with relationships, we just kind of just, we just kind of just 
turnkey. It's just, it's done. We got married. It's done. So just remembering that your relationship is also something that's growing and it needs to have a, not a refresh, but just, just visit, go back to it, see what needs to be adjusted, see what needs to be different. Like you're a different person than you were a year ago, hopefully. And so what can I do to love the person you are today rather than trying to love who you were 12 months ago, 13 years ago, whatever. Yeah. So completely agree. So going into the questions that we have for today, I guess my question specifically for you, Ashley, is like, what what is love and what does love mean to you? Well, thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I was it kind of made me interested. I was like, I wonder what. The definition of love is in like Webster as well. And I actually didn't get it off Webster's. I got it off of Oxford languages. The and Oxford so, Google definition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the noun version is it's an intense feeling of deep affection or a great interest and pleasure in something. <laughs> and the verb is a feeling of deep affection for someone or to like and enjoy very much. And I don't know about you, but I was kind of like, those are so lackluster. Like that, a feeling of great enjoyment. Like that's not, when I think of love, that's not what I think of. I think of, and I hate to even say this, but I think of like Nicholas Sparks movies where there's, there's just like something intangible, like bringing you together and it's magnetic (laughs) and it's like incredible and it's perfect. Uh, And so one of the things that I actually talk about in my singles class is The idea of, and I think it's a little bit more poetic that love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. And if I'm thinking of a definition, I'm like, I kind of like that one a lot more (laughs) than Oxford's definition. And something that we talk about in the singles class is that kind of love does not exist in the world. And that's why the world has such a shallow definition of love is because they're 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 trying to grasp at something that's that's supernatural like that love right there that was just described in first corinthians that is a supernatural love like that literally that doesn't come from humans that comes from something greater than ourselves like i think we've talked about this before like i me ashley trying to love you cameron and be patient like at all times literally impossible oh yeah like and, and i love you and i know that but like just when those moments happen and I'm so aggravated and I'm annoyed and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're ticking me off. Like Ashley is incapable of being patient and Ashley is incapable of being kind. But through the grace of Jesus and his love, I'm able to come outside of myself, outside of my capacity for love and love you the way that he loves you and have that patience, have that kindness. Yeah. hundred percent. I completely agree with you. It's uh, like the Oxford dictionary. I can think of multiple things that I love. Yeah. Like, right. I love Chipotle. Oh gosh. I yeah. love playing sports. <laughs> right. I love Michigan football. I love the yeah. Detroit lions. Like, yeah. I love Michigan, but it's like, 
I don't have a, a first Corinthians definition of love right. towards those things. Right. The only thing I, the only way I can love first Corinthians towards is towards you. Yeah. And that's where it's different. And it's like, when I think of love, I think of really two words that come to my mind is one is devotion mm. and the other is sacrifice. That's really good. Because in order to love someone, especially in a marriage sense of a way, right. and because you're, when you and I stood you know, saying our vows, like yeah. we're devoting our lives to each other. Right. It's like, this is it. It's yeah. all or nothing right here yeah. because like, that's it. Like, I, I don't want to be married again. Like I, right. I, I want to spend the rest <laughs> of my life with you yeah. and I'm choosing to spend, I was what, 23 when we got married. So yeah. it's like, man, I'm devoting I, the first 23 years of my life. A lot of life. <laughs> yeah. If I live to be 75, yeah. I just devoted 52 years of my life yeah. to you, yeah. my wife. Yeah. And obviously that's like, you know, I pray to be married to you for 50 years. That'd be amazing. Yeah. But it's also like, man, that takes devotion and sacrifice. Yeah. That takes a lot of, hey, I'm a selfish person. That's what I really, I feel like I always say that, you know, because when we were married for a year, everybody was asking, you know, know, first year of marriage, what'd you learn? And I was like, man, I'm a Uh, selfish person. Yeah, same. I am so selfish with my time and with my needs and what I want. Yeah. And it took time for me to say, all right, like there are things I want to do. Yes. But I'm sacrificing that to be with you and do what you want to do. And how can I love you the best? Because it's no longer about me. It's about us. Yeah. For me, it's about you. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want? What do you, what are your needs? I want to make sure, you know, especially as the husband, as the man, like, I'm like, I want to make sure everything you have, (laughs) you have. (laughs) So it's like, uh, but yeah, so I don't want to keep rambling, but no, well, for me, it's devotion and sacrifice. And I, I really, those are, yeah. And that's really good words. And I'm, it's just like baffling that like, that's not even close to what the Oxford dictionary says. Yeah. And you know, again, like we just took the test. And like I said, I used to be uh, physical touch, <laughs> words of affirmation. I didn't even choose a single words of affirmation. No, I, I looked on over here. and I was like, oh, <laughs> I know that's not even I didn't even choose one. And now the one I chose every single one of is acts of service. And then my next one that I had, like almost all of them, I didn't have one of them, but was like, uh, physical touch and then after that is quality time and like yeah if you had asked me when we first started dating like if acts of service would have been a top one for me I would have said no that's so silly like yeah. I'm an independent girl like I can do it on myself and now that we're in this relationship in this I'm season like, of life where you yeah, and I pay for a mortgage right. and a homeowners and like, it's like there's there's two people in our home and like if, if, if it's all on me like I'm so overwhelmed like I'm like I need help please yeah. help me like you feel like you're drowning because right. you were coming home from your job yeah to a house that you believe was messy and you're like hey like well, <laughs> I, I believe I, for me I, <laughs> well because messy. you and I have two different right, definitions exactly. of it I see a couple plates in the yeah. sink I'm like oh it's fine you're yeah. like what the heck <laughs> So correct me if I'm wrong on that, but that's how I feel like it is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's, it's adapting to that. It's adapting to what the person you're living with wants and what they need. And it's like, it's not going to kill me to take three minutes, five minutes of my time of my day to wash four dishes. Yeah. Because I'd rather wash four dishes for five minutes than wash a a full sink of dishes for 30 minutes. <laughs> well, and even just when, when you do that and like, we have the conversation of like, Hey, complain with requests of change. Like instead of like coming home or like playing video games and, you know, kind of ignoring what's happening around the house, would you just find a couple of things that you can do? And then when, when that happens, I'm 
literally like, oh my gosh, he he's choosing to respect me. He's choosing to honor me. And like, I do, I feel so loved. Like my, my love language is being spoken to me and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so I think to go back to the original question, which we have wandered away from, which is why (laughs) is it so important to like figure out your love language and know your spouse's love language. And even like, even outside of the spousal relationship, even your kids and your friends, like this is just a good practice to get into because knowing what you will make you feel loved will help you identify what some of your needs are, help you clearly communicate what you need, and then be hyper aware of what other people around you need. Because we get so caught up in our, my bubble, like this is me and, and not even this is me and this is what I need, but this is me. And I'm just in a circle and I'm just, I'm just here and I'm existing. But when you do skills like this or learning things like this, you, you learn more about yourself, how to get those needs met. And like I said, you can, okay, now I know like, well, and I've known for a while cause your words of affirmation, I'll let you talk about yours, but you know, having someone say to you, like, man, I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm so grateful for what an amazing husband you are. Like your love tank just shoots up. And so yeah. then we're just feeding each other. And there's a cycle of full, like filling each other's love tank rather than pulling, pulling, taking, taking, taking. Like we can be, we can be putting more into each other rather than taking out. Yeah. Completely agree. Like my, my number one love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. I checked, I checked every, <laughs> every single, single one. one. Um, and then I believe my number two physical touch and then my number three is receiving gifts. Yeah. Um, which I never thought receiving gifts was a thing. Yeah. I like, I yeah. was just like, Oh, because in my mind I was like, Oh, it's selfish to right. want to receive gifts. Yeah. But it's, it's more than just like, Oh, here's a present. Right. It's like, Hey, this little thing reminded me of you. Yeah. Or it's like, Hey, I made you a cup of coffee because yeah. that can be like a gift yeah. in a way. So it's yeah. like, Oh, I really appreciate that. Um, or you coming home randomly with like, hey, I saw this at the grocery store. I know you like it. Here, here's a bag of peanut butter M&M's. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Aww. dude, yes. What a, <laughs> what a life I live. <laughs> but it's also, man, there's so much I'm realizing now sitting here. It's like there's so much synergy mm-hmm. with these. Yeah. It's like your number one's acts of service. My number one's affirmation. Right. How do I get words of affirmation? By fulfilling <laughs> yes, acts of service. Right. 100%. If, yeah. I, if you come home and the floor is mopped and the puppies are taken care of and the dishes are clean. Like, yeah. it's going down. I was about to say, like, you're not going to get just your number one. We might both get our number two. Yeah, we might like, both I don't get, even know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's, there's synergy with it. And it's knowing how someone wants to be love can also fill up your love tank mm-hmm. as well. And making you feel loved in, in return because... I'm a huge words of affirmation person. Yeah. Massive. You tell me you love yeah. me. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I love you. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm also learning it's like man just because you want to be loved some way doesn't mean the other person wants to be loved right like you like you're not you're not a words of affirmation person at all no like obviously you want to hear me say i love you yeah you want to hear me say like some nice things but it's not like man like this is how i want to be loved like if you if i just showered you the words of (laughs) affirmation you'd be like like, hey what are we doing yeah like this is a lot of great talk but uh let's do some doing (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like you know let's put these words to action yeah exactly (laughs) so i mean a hundred percent. Like that's why it's so important to know your own love language as long along with your spouse's love yeah. language. And just like I think what you said was super important too. It's like love languages goes beyond a marriage mm-hmm. or dating. Yeah. It goes into like, hey, how do I want how do my kids want to be loved? Right. How do my kids feel loved? Hey, mm-hmm. how does my how do my friends feel loved? Yeah. And it's completely okay. 
to say, hey, buddy, can you take the yeah. love language test? Because I want to be able to love you the best. Right. And also just yeah. with family members as well. Yeah. Sending it to your family group chat and saying, hey, yeah. I'd love for y'all to take this quiz so I can know how to love y'all the best. Yeah. Because I want to love my family. I want to love my friends. I want to love my wife. Mm-hmm. So that's how uh, that's my mindset with it. Well, and I think, too, like as a culture, we we've steered so deep into like being independent, meet your own needs, self-care, like, and I'm not saying there's anything bad with that, but if we can start to have young people identifying their needs and looking for other people's needs, like imagine the culture shift of your kids identifying what they need, seeing what their other friends need, seeing what you need, and just having that mindset from a young age, like imagine the impact that will have on them their friendships, their marriages, their kids, like that's the generational changes that I would love to be seen and to be had from just this. I mean, it's so small, but it's so impactful. And I think, I think honestly, like the devil has done such a good job of making like, oh, you're a strong, independent woman. You don't need anyone. Or like, men, you have no emotions, like turn them off. Like, He's done such a good job of like isolating us and making it like this. When I teach this in schools, kids are like, that's weird. And I'm like, yeah, but what if it wasn't like, wouldn't you love to be loved the way you want to be loved instead of someone saying like, well, I like to give words of affirmation. So I'm just going to do that. I don't care if you want a hug. I don't care if you want to hold my hand or whatever. I just want to give this to you. And like, I I just imagine it like, you know, someone who doesn't understand Spanish or Chinese or whatever, and you're just screaming English at them. Yeah. What You're never going to communicate, right? You're never going to get your point across by screaming your own language at the other person. Like you have to learn what they speak and speak it to them if you ever want to create that bonding and connection. Yeah, 100%. I think what you said fit so well with today's culture. It's like, man, teaching kids this, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, this is weird. This is cringy. This is yeah. embarrassing. And it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. Culture today has taught kids and people, adults, teenagers, children yep. of like, hey, keep your emotions to yourself. Right. Go be independent. You can yeah. go do your own thing. And a hundred percent, I I do believe like, yes, we have love languages, but also don't make someone your one source of mm-hmm. love and happiness. Right. That is unhealthy. Right. A hundred percent. Yes. Like there's be independent to a level. Yeah. Where it's like us, we as humans, and we can talk about this more in different podcasts yeah. where it's just like we as humans, we need social interaction. Right. We need that. Yeah. Like it has been clinically studied, scientifically right. studied of just yeah. like, Hey, like <laughs> being antisocial and being disconnected from people is unhealthy for you. Mm-hmm. That's why like in prison, solitary confinement is one of the greatest forms of punishment. Oh, the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're trapped by yourself for 23 hours of a day. Mm-hmm. That's, that's insane. To, I can't even right. fathom that. I'm right. like, I could never. Right. I'm such a social person where it's yeah. like, I could never. So yes, be, it's okay to be independent in a way, but it's also man, like, also have that social interaction. Yeah. Don't rely on someone, but also don't rely on yourself. Right. So I would say that. And I think that you're, you bring such a good point because there's so much balance. Like we, we as a culture, we like extremes, Yeah. but 
there's where just find the balance. Like I was talking uh, to my sister the other day and she was talking about how research is telling us that like men need to at least two nights a week with other men yeah, where they go out and they hang out and they have social interaction. And of course it's not like, you know, like gross, weird stuff, but just like yeah. men. I'm not with saying men. go out to the bar and right, exactly. Out. Yeah. Don't go blackout. Don't go to the strip club. Not suggesting but that. Go to but go to a cigar lounge. Hang out. <laughs> smoke a cigar. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's also like speaking go, from experience. Go and play but, sports. Go right, do something. Go dudes. do something. Yeah. Hang out with men and have that positive interaction with another man because, like, we again, we kind of just get caught up in being on our island by ourselves and never never having those meaningful relationships and of course your spouse is a meaningful relationship and ladies i'm telling you right now like it is so good when cameron goes off and like goes to do youth group on a wednesday and he comes back and he's so excited because he got to hang out with all his guy friends and like he got to pour into people and like he comes back like a healthier husband having gone out and been with other people. Yeah. And like, I, I encourage like a lot of women are like, no, no, no. I want you with me. Me, 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 me. And I'm like, I, can, I understand that. Obviously, I want you to love your husband. But like, they also need to be poured into by other men. Like, allow them, like, encourage them. Just like you need female friends and you need a girl's night. Like, they need a guy's night. Like, allow them that opportunity to be poured into by someone else from you. Like, imagine. Like, I can't even imagine if I was the only source of pouring into your love tank. Oh, yeah. We we would be you in would, therapy. We, yeah. Codependent. Yeah, we, like, you I, and I, I would be going through the definition weekend. of. Like, <laughs> yeah. But... I'm I'm so glad like you have a men's group you go to you go you have a youth group you go to you have like friends that you hang out with and I I love that because I yeah. know I'm not the sole source of your identity I'm not the sole source of your love tank being filled I'm not the sole source of your attention like you have other avenues which takes pressure off of me yeah and not that I don't want to be that for you I just I can't be all that for you. Yeah. So it's nice that that pressure has been taken off and it allows me to love you even more because like, I'm like, Oh, I don't have all this pressure to be your sole source. Like, okay, let me, I want to love you more. I want to, I want to yeah. do things more for you. I want to whatever, whatever. So I just, yeah, just take the time, do something yeah. for yourself. hundred percent. I completely agree with that. Like girls go have girls nights, mm -hmm. guys go have guys yeah. nights. Like it's so important to go do that yeah. and being okay with it because it's also, not saying, you know, go spend months away from each other. Right. But it's no. like absence can make the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Or it's like if you're around each other 24-7, it can be like, man, I'm tired of this person. <laughs> yeah. I am tired of it. Yeah. But when you and I get our alone times, when you when like when you go out of town for work for two days or something like that, or I go out and spend a couple hours with the boys or something like that, I come back and I'm like, man, I missed you. Mm -hmm. I love you. Yeah. Like I want to be with you right yeah. now. So it's it's that way of just saying, hey, I like I said, absence, absence can make the heart right. grow fonder. hundred yeah. percent. And like you're filled up so that you can now pour out again. And I'm not saying that's the only reason for you to go out, but like you're, you're getting that fulfillment. And so like you're coming back full rather than always coming to me empty. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's another very important aspect of it as well. Yeah.
<laughs> I, I was, was like, oh my gosh, no, what are you going to say? <laughs> I was thinking of a, a TikTok that I saw and just like, yeah, man, I, I came back from hanging out with the dudes. I, came, I hang out with one of my best friends for like a couple of days and I came home and my wife was like, you know, what'd you, what, how was it? What'd you guys do? What'd you guys talk about? And it's just like, nothing. We were just hung out. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean you didn't do anything? He was like, do you really know what we did? We sat there. We For two days, basically, we sat there and named uh, like <laughs> baseball players that no one really knows about. It's like, that's what we did. And I love that. Yeah. And I was like, 100%. I, I heard that. And I was like, man, I love doing stuff like that, oh too. Gosh, like, yeah. you know, me, like oh, me and Dalton love uh, to go back yeah. and forth on football players. Oh, yeah. Where they go to college. Well, I, they do this. I could literally well, here. be standing there one minute. I walk away another minute. You wouldn't even know. Because 100%. you're just like back and forth thing. It's just like each other dudes being dudes. That. Yeah. And it's like, go have dude time. Go have girl time. Yeah. Go do that. Yeah. Because that is so important, not only for your separate relationships, but as your separate, as your relationship as a whole. Mm hmm. That's why it's so important. Yeah. And it and again, it goes back to balance because you're going <laughs> to, I don't want anyone hearing this podcast to be like, oh, well, okay, great. Well, I'll just not do anything with my husband. I'll do things with my girlfriends all the time. Okay. Again, find the balance. Yeah. Stop trying to find the extreme. Find the balance because of course you need to have girl time, guy time, but you also need intentional time yeah. together. Like you also need date nights. You also need to be putting that focus in, taking the tests together, like Find the balance. There's going to be a balance that works for your relationship that is going to be the way that you feel the most loved and you feel fulfilled. Like, find your balance. Find the symbiosis that works and that helps both of you thrive. Because that's where you're going to find a flourishing marriage. Like, And that's what we want. We don't want you <laughs> to be roommates that go off and have girls' nights and guys' nights and then you come back together and you fall asleep and yeah. the end. That's but, not healthy either. Right. We don't want that. But... Find your balance. Like that's what, that's what it, the entire, your entire life is about balance. And so where can you find the balance in your relationship? Yeah, completely agree. Well, that wraps it up for us here today. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe on all the platforms. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, all the platforms that we're on. Um, if you have anything that you would like us to discuss, uh, let us know. Send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, um, email her, uh, <laughs> Ashley at live life.org. Shoot her, shoot her an email. If you want us to talk about something. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for giving us your time and God bless.